Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. One, two, one, two. Hello? Hello? Mic check, mic check. One, two, one, two, one, two. One, two, three, four. Can anybody hear me? <laughs> okay. Nope, that's working. Let's see. One, two, oh. three, four, five, six, there seven, Be here later on. 
Okay, okay, cool, 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 cool. All right, so I just wanted to make sure because I got a, I got a four four on the line, but I wasn't sure if that was is that. That's not people's number, is it? That's that might uh, be. What's that? Wow. Okay, yeah. that may be me. Four four eight. Yeah. The end and nine nine one. That's probably yeah, yeah, probably yeah. Nine, nine, two, three, four. No, 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 no. I got a, I got a four, I got a four, four number in and ending in nine, 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 one. Oh, that's not me. Okay, hey, that's probably well, that's, that's probably just a call in here. Yeah. Is this is this people? Where? No, that ain't people. Kyle. <laughs> okay. That was. No, that that I don't know who that that may just be a caller, just somebody just listening. Yeah, I know people was coming in a little later, so it's all good. Kyle, can you hear me? No, I can hear you fine, Ken. Oh, okay. I'm... <laughs> all right. I got the uh, I, I saw where the um the video thing came up, and then it started. It said I was logging in, but then it, I don't know if it kicked me out or what. Okay, uh, that's weird. Are you guys in? No. Yeah, I am in. I sent, it says it sent the invitations out, so I would say check the. Uh, only thing I got the was the yeah, only thing I got was the manager thing. You, know, you want to be a manager, whatever, whatever. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't get nothing. Yeah, Kyle, yours went to uh, your Gmail address. Mine did too, but the only thing I got was. Um, an invitation to be like a manager with a with a dead end sport. Did you yeah, get the other video? No, I didn't get that. Yeah, my phone rang like it was uh you know, like it was coming through for the uh for the hangout. But um mm-hmm. Yeah, don't worry about it though. We Yeah. We live, we broadcasting, so <laughs> Yeah, I'm the I'm the only yeah. one on video though. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's cool. That's cool. But, but during the show, man, if you want to keep, you want to try it again, man. We, I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, we all set up here. Uh, we just have, for those of you listening, we're just having a little technical issues. We're trying something a little different, so just bear with us. But nonetheless, we're gonna talk sports, man. Um, hot and heavy, crazy, crazy week. Uh, this past weekend, sports. We just wrapped week 12 of the NFL, week 13 of the college football season. And uh, we're already a month into the NBA season. A lot of stuff happening, major, major news, and we're going to talk about it in a major way. You are listening live to Dead End Sports right now. i got my man Ken and B and our people's on the way. So so, uh, don't just listen to the show. Tell a friend to tell a friend that Dead End Sports is on the air again. Um, So, man, let's start there, man. Uh, This past weekend, uh, college football. Um, oh my God! Crazy, crazy weekend in college football. I, I'm, I'm gonna start with you, G. Uh, what stood out to you in college football this past weekend, man? Down goes Baylor. Down goes Baylor. <laughs> Baylor. Actually, you know what? It's funny because I remember when we started the season, I was like, you know, Baylor and Oregon are they for real? They scoring, you know, 50, 50 points a game. And here you go, you got both. Right, you got both the teams, Oregon, who got popped by uh, Arizona, um, 16 to 42, and you got Baylor, who lost to Oregon on I mean, the Oklahoma State, 49 to 17. And 
I thought these teams was kind of somewhat going to be a, a serious threat in the college, but it seemed like, I guess, as the season went longer, these teams got wore down. So when I saw Baylor, I mean, they got smacked by Oklahoma State. Not saying that Oklahoma State is a scrub team. You know, they, they rank number 10 in the country, but, I mean, right. 49, and only, you only held to 17 points, and this is the same team that was, like, averaging almost 60 points a game. Like, and they just got smashed. So down go Baylor. That's my standout, like, really big time right there. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you, B. I didn't, I didn't see that one coming. I mean, you know, it's one thing to lose to a team, but to mm-hmm. just get pushed around like they did. I mean, it, it wasn't even funny, man. It really wasn't even it, funny. It, it um, wasn't. What about you, Ken? What, what stood out to you this past weekend in college football? Florida State, uh, just how composed they played. They put up 80 um, points mm-hmm. this weekend. <laughs> You know, they continue to show that they're not rattled by all of the off-the-field drama that's happening. Um, unfortunately, I think that Jameis Winston will be charged uh, with some of the most recent news that came out and mm-hmm. just the fact that, you know, he had such a great game, you know, throwing four touchdowns and, and he got the night off. I mean, it, it's crazy what they've done. Over the, what they have managed to do over the last couple of weeks, you know, they're just demolishing teams, and Jameis Winston's playing like one or two quarters, and that's it. Um, but right. the fact that they went to play and stay as composed and focused the way they are uh, is really starting to impress me. I, I you know, you know why they, he, he, he's been phenomenal. Go ahead, I'm sorry, B. I said, you know why they was composed, Ken? Which was that? Because they were playing Idaho. <laughs> I know, I know, but <laughs> it, that helps. Yeah, yeah. But, Idaho, though, Ken, I mean, it's not like they played I mean, like a tough ACC opponent. I mean, Idaho, it was a, it was a pointless really, game this weekend. It was a pointless game, like Alabama versus Chattanooga. Like, that's one thing I don't like about college uh, football scheduling sometimes. It's like, like Alabama and Chattanooga, you know, Florida State and Idaho, like, come on. Like, come on, come on, college football. Y'all can make us some better schedules than that. Yeah, but, you know, a lot of the coaches, I think, pick those schedules, too. So, and, and that's how they do it. They want to start out with powder puffs, right, to kind of get into right. a rhythm, you know, which is why I was so impressed with Georgia coming out the gate with Clemson. Um, and then kind of once they get into a rhythm, play most of the tougher opponents. And then after that, toward the end of the season, kind of sprinkle in, you know, some cream puffs. To uh, get ready for, depending on where they are, the national championship or a BCF game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was Idaho. I think, um, time, but you know, go ahead. I, go ahead. Just, okay. I, I still just like what they're doing. Um, you know, so that's it. I think it's been um, it, it, it's. I gotta give I gotta give uh, much like Ken said I gotta give James Winston credit his poise and the way he's handled himself um, has been phenomenal. I will disagree with Ken though. I don't think he's gonna get charged. Um, now that could be the Florida State fan in me, but I'm, I'm hearing <laughs> things that I'm hearing things that you know this this isn't as open and shut case as you may think, and that it's more that this is more. Uh, and, and this is just sources. This is what the streets are talking about. And it has not been confirmed yet that this young lady is, you know, uh, uh, not just like she's an, she's an ex-lover. 
So it's mm. not somebody you know, that just something that just happened on the street or something like that. Now, again, the streets are talking, not able to confirm, and not to say that rape or anything or sexual assault could not occur between acquaintances. It could it could happen between a, a husband and a wife. You know, she says no. I mean, that's rape, but it's a little more detailed than what you know it has been put out there. Um, all we don't know all of the facts. Uh, hopefully, you know, they can get this cloud from over their head uh, in the next week or so. Um, and Florida State can continue to play, but I got to give Florida State props, man. So, like, like B said, you know, just really, just you know, playing well and, and, and staying poised, and you know, of course, yeah, it was Idaho, but and, and to be honest, I don't know how Idaho ends up on um, on Florida State's schedule, uh, nonetheless. But uh, but it was interesting. But my what stood out to me over the weekend, a um, couple of things. Uh, shout out to my man Zero Dark Thirty in the chat room. He he stole a little bit of my stole a little bit of my thunder. Johnny Manziel looked average, a little below average, oh. I guess, against uh, LSU. Um, oh yeah, he did. So that that stood out. Um, but the the elephant in the room, man, I got to keep it in the state of Florida. The Florida Gators losing at home to Georgia Southern. The oh, that's a good one. That's at a good one. Swamp. Oh, that's a good. At yeah, that's swamp. a good one. You know, I, Matt, and I'm like I said, I'm a Florida State fan, so I feel no, I feel no pity for the Florida State. I mean, excuse me for the Florida Gators. But Will Muschamp, hey man, and and, and and here's the thing, they play Florida State this weekend, and you're coming off of oh, a yeah. loss to Georgia Southern, and now I know they the defense has been rattled with injuries. They lost their starting quarterback, um, but you know, in college football, you know. People don't care about that stuff. Um, yeah, this weekend is rivalry weekend. Yeah, it's rivalry weekend. So, you know, yeah. it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens uh, in this particular game. But Will Muschamp, uh, you're on borrowed time, bro. You really are on borrowed time. Um, you know, so I, I think that's – I think it's about to be a wrap. I think it's about to be a wrap for the, for him. So, um, you know, it's I, – I don't feel any, any, any sorrow for them, but it's I will say this much. They uh, they have a hard time. They're going to have a hard time, you know, living this one down. I mean, Georgia Southern, that's a Division One AA team. How do you get beat? It? I mean, that's supposed to be a money game. They pay – check this out, guys. They pay Georgia Southern $550,000 to come to, to, to Gainesville to take a ass cut. And, wow. Are you serious? <laughs> and they delivered it. You know, so, man, I'm telling you, that, that – that, that stood out to me, man. That stood out. That was one of the games that stood out to me. Um, great weekend of college football, though. Great weekend of college football. I mean, great. there was a couple, a couple other games where teams put up like sixty and eighty points and stuff like that. Um, South Carolina, South Carolina against Coast Carolina, seventy to ten. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that was enough. And, and, and here again, that was just like you said, B. That was a game that was supposed to be a money game. Coast was supposed to come there, take the beat down, and go home, get the check, and go home. You know, which was supposed to happen to Georgia Southern. Didn't happen yep. that way. <laughs> nope. And did not happen that way. That way at all. You know what, man? I, I, I kind of want to go back to the, the Johnny Manziel game a little bit. You know, he – the one thing on his resume is, is that Alabama win, right? Um, <laughs> whenever you talk about Johnny football, people say, well, he beat Alabama – 
course. That was last year. He lost to them again this year. Johnny Menzel is able to pad his stats when he plays teams um, that just can't really match up with him, right? Uh, and, and when he finally went up against a team, a real SEC team, like LSU, that whose defense can shut anybody down. They had uh, Alabama shut down for a minute. He looked human. He looked like a regular right. quarterback. He, he he didn't look all fancy, and, and he didn't put up those gaudy numbers that he put up against Alabama. That early Alabama team he faced, you know, they, they were still getting their stuff together. Now, and I, I, I really wanted to see how he performed against a stout defense, and he wasn't able to perform. Now, what that tells me or what that is assigned to me about is that when he gets to the NFL and everybody is like that, what is he going to do then? So, All right. Yeah, man, I, you know, I, I think we've seen what Winston is able to do against some elite talent, and uh, right. he's still being able to play. But, you know, of course, Florida State's just an overall better football team, and hopefully we we'll get a chance to see what they do against Alabama. But, uh, but yeah, man, seeing him just struggle against LSU was a cautionary tale for me. So let me you, you you mentioned you mentioned pros and we're gonna we're gonna touch a little bit more. You guys are listening live to Dead End Sports once again. I'm your host Twelve Kyle with my boys B and, and Ken on the line with me. Um, you mentioned pro Ken. Is, is Johnny Manziel a pro prospect? I mean, because I, I and, and I <laughs> the hater in me <laughs> because there's a <laughs> hater within me. The hater in me says no, he's not a, like he seems to be relatively small. Um, I don't know how tall he is, but I mean we've seen guys like bigger guys. Even I mean, let's just go even to the NFL right now, and a guy like Robert Griffin III, who you know had the ability to run around. He's not running around anymore. You know, all it takes is a couple of shots, and, and you're done. And I mean, you know, but Cam is the exception because Cam doesn't necessarily run to make plays. He'll run to you know maybe to extend the play. But guys like you know, Griffin and Vic, you know, the run-around quarterback, I, I don't know if they're necessarily dead, but they're, you know, the pulse is, is, is almost gone from them. So the question I have for you is, and both of you guys, is Johnny Manziel a pro prospect? I just don't see it. Maybe I'm hating, but I just don't see it. No, I kind of don't because, I mean, when I think of a – to me, off the top of my head, the first small quarterback I think that's still doing it is Drew Brees, but – I mean, how many small Drew Brees we got in the pro league or in, in right. the college level that's going to be good in the pros? So usually when I think of a quarterback, you got to be somewhat physically dominating. Like, like for example, Brandon Weed, he's not a physically dominating quarterback. I mean, that's that's why he's not excelling real good. You know, you got to have like Tom Brady is a you know he's tall, he's a big quarterback. You know, I know you mentioned Cam Newton running. That's because Cam Newton is bigger than some of these tight ends in the league. So he's right, a physically right, right. dominating present quarterback. You know what I'm saying? It's like. You know, Tom Brady is a physically dominating quarterback. You know, I think Manziel just don't have that, that quarterback dominance, you know, that's doing it. Maybe Russell Wilson, maybe, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't think he will be, man. I, I don't know. I think he he might go down as a great uh, great college quarterback, which is nothing wrong with that, but I don't know if it's going to transition right, right. to the NFL. You know what I'm saying? So, we'll see. Yeah, I, I, I don't think he is. I, I just don't see. What, what do you think about it, Ken? Yeah, I don't. I don't think he is, man. I, I never thought he was. I just thought he was a guy that you know was able to take advantage of teams in college. You know, he, he runs all over the field. That's why he was exciting for people to watch. 
you know, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think his talents will transfer over to the NFL. You know, I, I, from what I've seen, I don't know if he can make the, the NFL-type throws he'll need to make. And eventually, mm-hmm. his, his running, I mean, the NFL, after Vic came in the league, and forget Vic, after Cordell Stewart came in the league, they've been able to adapt and adjust to that and shut that down. So, um, so no, I don't think he has much of a career unless he plays like Russell Wilson. If there's a prototype for him, it would be Russell Wilson. But I don't know if he has the mental capacity to to manage a game like Russell Wilson. I okay. just don't know his IQ level. I, I personally don't know it, so I can't really speak to that much. But um, but yeah, I don't. I don't think he has NFL talent. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm I'm with you guys. I just you know when I hear and when I hear people. You know, and I I guess some of the talk was after the game this past weekend was like he's going to make his announcement soon as to whether or not he's coming back or going pro. I'm like, going pro for what? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> like, you better stay your tail in school. But, I mean, you know, who knows, man? Maybe there's – and, you know, for every team that we think, you know, the dead need of Johnny Manziel, I mean, hell, we, I, personally I didn't think that somebody would – take a chance on Tebow, but they did. And, you know, it lasted them at least for a little while. Um, so, I mean, you never know. You just never know. Uh, give us a call. 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. I am your host, 12 Kyle, and this is Dead End Sports. It's a place where sports opinions collide. Hit us up. Don't just listen to the show. Be a part of the show. Participate in tonight's discussion. Um, now, converse. Let's take it to the NFL, man. Um, another crazy, crazy weekend in this, this past weekend in the NFL. Um, Ken, what, what stood out to you this past weekend in the NFL? <laughs> um, what stood out to me this weekend in the NFL? Dallas... Uh, Slightly, only because you know they they didn't they didn't put away New York and they kind of continue to do Dallas stuff. Like for instance, letting Brandon Myers you know walk into the end zone, you know untouched for whatever reason. I you know I don't get that. Um, obviously, we'll talk about the Denver New England game at some point. But RG three man, let's talk about freaking RG three. This guy was hit- terrible. I don't know what's wrong with him, but and and I, I I'm not like the mob Brooks. The mob Brooks came out today, and the mob Brooks said that RG three clearly doesn't look healthy, and I disagree with that. I think that there's a disconnect between RG three and Shanahan. Um, there were kind of rumors of that last year, but they were winning, so it kind of got swept under the rug. But I think it all came to the forefront. You know, this year, and they haven't been able to get on the same page since the beginning of the season. Is he going to play in preseason? Is he not? Is he healthy? Is he not healthy? You know, and then all of a sudden you're seeing reports today that RG3's dad is walking into the the locker room. Now, let me say this. Right. RG3 is a grown man, and, and he doesn't need his dad walking into the locker room checking up on him. You know what I'm saying? Like, at some point, RG3 needs to cut 
cut that loose and be like, look, Dad, man, you know, I'm playing in the NFL. I got this. I don't need you supervising me. And, and, and how will the NFL players look at that when they look at this guy? His dad in the freaking locker room. You know what I'm saying? We're grown men in here. And you got your, your, your dad walking in? Why don't your dad just wait outside like the rest of us? I don't need right. your dad up out with us. We're men. So when you see your dad walking into the locker room with everybody else, and you look at this guy as your quarterback, your supposedly leader, how can you follow a leader that still has his dad walking around with him everywhere he goes, speaking out for him everywhere he goes? He's the only NFL player that I know that, that I've heard about that have his dad speaking up for him, being his boy. Oh, he should have been taken out of the game, blah, 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 blah. Nah, man, Dad, you kind of need to chill. The only time, the only other incident I know of is when Cam Newton got in that situation, but his dad was correctly involved. RG3's dad is not involved in that situation. So it's hard to follow a guy when you still look at him and he still has a latchkey attached to his parents. He can't make the throws. His decision-making is off. He doesn't seem like he knows the offense. He doesn't know when to run, when not to run. And he just looked completely off his game. So RG3 in the offseason really needs to sit back and, and really assess this season compared to the first and really come back and study the game like he was in the first season if he's not and get himself back on track. Because right now, he, he's going to be benched. And I'm starting to think he needs to be benched. Wow. So, well, you know what, Ken? When, when I heard that, I was – I was surprised because that's rare. If you think about it, um, teams usually don't have uh, – they usually have – their players usually allow uh, maybe their small children in the locker room. You usually don't have mom and dad come in the locker room. So that that right there kind of – I don't know. It, for lack of a better term, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Like, who are you to have your dad? And I'm not saying that he necessarily asked his dad to come in the locker room with him. But it's just not a good look. It's not a good look at all. What's your take on that, B? Uh, man, I'm, I'm with Kim, man. It's like, dude, we are grown men. It's not middle. It's not pee wee football, middle school football. We grown men. What is your father doing coming in there trying to say some words, you know, on your behalf or try to take up for you? You're a grown ass man. So act like a grown ass man. There's no way that your father should be coming in the locker room in the NFL. Middle school, eighth grade—that's probably a different story. But NFL, that's ah, uh, that's unacceptable. That's unacceptable. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah. The phone number to call in: area code six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Again, six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Again, I am your host, Twelve Kyle, and this is Dead End Sports, kicking it right now, with my man Pete, my man Ken. FIFO is on the way. Um, what stood out to me this past weekend in the NFL, um, <laughs> outside of the uh, game that we're going to talk about in just a second, um, Carolina Panthers, man, uh, they did it again. Uh, coming from behind against the Miami Dolphins on the road, um, you know, once again, Cam Newton driving the team on a, on a last-second drive. Um you know, they did. They, they put in work. I, I got a hand it to them, to them, and I think one of the things that they have done is that they've shown that they can do it. In years past, uh, that was the knock on Cam was that he could not rally the troops. Um, yeah. 
you know, it, it's they're going to be a tough out, man. They're going to be really, really tough to beat. Um, I don't know that they'll ha- that they have enough to get with Seattle, but they do play Seattle next Monday night on Monday Night Football. So um, that's going to be a phenomenal game. Um, but yeah, Carolina stood out to me this past weekend because they just they were just ready to play, and um, you know they fell behind, but they never you know never wavered or what have you. And, and Cam struggled at times during the game. Um, yeah, he did. Carolina, he did. They're kind of getting that idea of now, hey, you know, you know, we're not sneaking up on anybody anymore. Uh, teams are really coming for us and they're gunning for us, and we have to be prepared. Um, so, and they still have to play the Saints twice within the next uh, couple of weeks. So, you know, NFC South see what they made it. Wide open. It's wide open. It's wide open. It's done for my Falcons, but uh, <laughs> you know what? You know what? What stood out to me is, um, I said, what stood out to me this weekend is the uh, Chargers uh, taking care of the Chiefs this, yeah. week, this past weekend. Yeah. I, you know, uh, yeah, Philip Rivers, Philip Rivers, he he's so hit and miss, man. Some weeks he looked like a top five quarterback, and some weeks he looked like a top twenty five quarterback. <laughs> like, I, I I I don't know what to make of Philip Rivers, but when he's clicking like he was, you know, against the Chiefs. It's like, you know, you'd be thinking like, damn, Philip Rivers can be, you know, he can be up there after the after you mentioned Tom Brady's and Peyton Manning and Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers, but then I don't know, man. So it's like this week he was he was pretty good. You know, three touchdowns, I think he threw like four hundred yards and um and um I think he was over what, like about sixty something percent passing uh, percentage and stuff. He, I mean he was looking he was he was a general out there and and, right. and if the charges if the charges feel like this, you know, going into December into January they can be one of the teams to beat, but you know you never know what you're gonna get out of Philip Rivers, and he's always that X factor. So, you know, yeah, I think that stood out by the Chiefs taking um, taking the L two weeks in a, in a row after starting off nine and zero. Yeah, he he's kind of like that. Uh, he's kind of like that, like that Jiggerverse went from top ten, ten to not mention at all. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, at one crazy. point in time he was he was that guy, you know, and, and he yeah. just uh, he just kind of disappeared for whatever reason. Um, but uh, but that's a good call, B. And, and you know, so we've seen the Chargers drop two straight. Uh, first to the uh, excuse me, not the Chargers. We saw the Chiefs drop two straight. Chiefs, uh, two first straight, to the yeah. uh, Chargers, and um, and excuse me, first to the Broncos, and then to the Chargers. So um, it's going to be interesting to see. You know, we, we're about to see if uh, the Chargers and and the Chiefs are there for real. Uh, the Chiefs jumped out, you know, with the the record and everything, but now. You know, teams are catching out. They're playing better teams. You know, so you know, what's the chances that they can catch up? Um, so it, it's it's going to be interesting to see. Now, now we're getting into the meat of the schedule. Um, yeah. You know, the NFL is really going to be about you know the, the big games and the bigger teams and and you know because half the teams are they're, you know they're, they're in Cancun. You know, they they're going fishing. Um, but there, there's quite a few teams out there that still have a lot to play for. And then you're going to have some teams like, you know, I don't know, like Tampa, that's just going to play spoiler. You know, they just what you know, it just makes their season to to come out and spoil the team's uh, you know final run toward the end. Um, now let's take it to the the game of the week. Uh, well, 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 hold on, Kyle. Before we go there, I think there's a couple other. Yeah, um, first the Minnesota Green Bay tie, uh, which we should have had another one, but we'll talk that. about that. Yeah, uh, we had that this year. Uh, I, I guess B didn't want to mention it, but shit, I will. Tampa Bay <laughs> beating uh, Detroit. Um, 
I'm missing it in the chat room, man. I'm missing it in the chat room. Um, Houston can't seem to win a game. They lost their ninth straight game. Hey, okay. Um, what? Yeah. Hey, Ken. What? What about the Colts, though? Yeah, that was that was the last one I was going to mention, man. They are oh. in trouble, and the fact is, there. And I don't know what's up with this dual running back by committee um, thing that's going on in the NFL right now, but um, they don't want to commit to a running back. And um, and they don't want to run the ball at all, and they just got manhandled by Arizona. Now Arizona's defense is, is mean, so mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, it's they are. one of those tough ass games that you just have to ground it out. But they they just got walloped, man. I mean, they're giving. I don't even know who uh, Heron is, but he had four carries. Richardson only had seven carries. Donald Brown only had two carries. And I don't know, a lot of that may have had to do with the fact that they fell so far behind, but they haven't ran the ball effectively all year, and I think they're going to need to run the ball in order to be successful. You know, um, but yeah, man, they, they got smashed. Uh, like, it was, I, I couldn't believe the score. And it's not like Arizona played a great, great game. You know, but yeah, they got walloped. That was a shocker. But that showed, that put Arizona on the map. And show that they are for real. With that defense, they they can they can cause some problems for people, man. Just like Carolina. Do you th- do you put anything into uh, that game that uh, that Arizona played over over the coast, given the fact that the head coach Bruce, Bruce Arians was in Indy last year, so he knew the player. You know, he coached those guys. Think it had anything to do with it as well? I mean, it's possible. Um, but, you know, after the first quarter, the score was only 7-3. But going to the halftime, it was okay. 27-3. You know, and um, – but I, I I don't know. I didn't get a chance to watch the game, so I don't know how much of a, an effect that had. But it just looked like they just – defensively, they just got um, – they just got handled. You know, and Arizona has been doing that to a lot of teams. And, uh, and because of coaching – they didn't know how to how to respond, man. They couldn't they couldn't come back. So, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. I don't want to put the onus on on. on um, I don't want to say Bruce Arians had anything to do with it. Okay. But he may because he was he was there last year, so you know he he told them. Shit, it, they were they were nine and three under him. Yeah, yeah. They 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 played very well up under him, and like you said. That, man, I've been saying it for the last couple of years because my Falcons have had to play Arizona the last couple of years. That defense is stout. You know, it, it, it's been solid these last few years. The problem has always been the offense. It's been, you know, the quarterback play. They didn't have quarterback. Um, they've always been sound on the, you know, as far as running the ball. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, they still have games remaining against uh, Seattle and uh, San Francisco. So, I mean, you never know. They're one of those teams, man, and I don't know that you're going to get three teams from the uh, NFC West into the playoffs, but, you know, they're right in the thick of things. Anything can happen. And, and what you have to do is, what we have to do as fans is understand these teams that get hot right around this time. The end of, end of November, beginning of December, that's when teams tend to get hot. Those teams that start putting wins together and things like that, you know, it's, it's always a good look, and those are the ones that usually end up making a lot of noise in the playoffs. And you know what, Kyle? They do have, they do play Seattle and San Francisco. And with that defense that that team has, 
they can win those games. And it's not like they don't have offensive talent. Carson Palmer can throw the ball. Mendenhall, a healthy Mendenhall, can run the ball. Ellington, with his feet, can run the ball. Fitzgerald is a beast. Michael Floyd mm-hmm. is a beast. And right. They have talent to score and put points on the board if they get enough possessions. And that, that defense will give them enough possessions to do so. Right. Phone number to call in area code 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. This is Dead End Sports. I'm your host, Paul Kyle. And once again, this is Dead End Sports. Got B and got Ken on the line. FIFO is on the way. Um, So now let's go ahead and talk about the elephant in the room. Um, Manning, Brady, what was it, 14? Um, so they've met head-to-head 14 times. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. We all know Tom Brady has three Super Bowl rings. Peyton Manning, one Super Bowl ring. One Super Bowl appearance for, excuse me, two Super Bowl appearances for uh, Manning, five for Brady. Um, by, the time Brady by the time Manning retires, he'll have every passing record in the NFL, every significant passing record in the NFL. Uh, so they met Sunday night, Sunday night football. The game went into overtime. I, I think the game ended like, and it was almost 12.30 Eastern Standard Time. Um, mm-hmm. But it was a game in which, if you saw the game, unless you were hiding under a rock or you fell asleep, uh, it clearly looked like Denver was going to run away with the game. Uh, but Belichick, give Belichick and Brady credit, credit. You know, they stuck to it, fought back, overcame to the turnover situation, and they won the game. Um, but it was a monumental collapse, in my opinion. Uh, so monumental, see, very monumental. Me and Ken were talking about We were talking about this since Sunday night. Who do you blame for Denver's collapse? Two-part question. Who do you blame for Denver's collapse? And can Manny win a big game on the road in the cold? No, Manning cannot win. Just look at the record, Manning, his, you know, him playing in the cold weather like this. When it's frigid temperatures, that time, this is Tom Brady's domain. Tom Brady lives for cold weather. Dude. You saw how, you, did you see how fired up Tom Brady was when he threw that touchdown to uh, Gronkowski? That, that was his domain. Right. You, you can tell by Manning's demeanor, especially in the second half, that, you know, he, he's just not a cold weather guy. You know what I'm saying? You got to think. This man spent his whole career in Indianapolis Colts, a dome, you know, a dome stadium. So, and every time he plays in the cold, it's, it's dud, 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 dud. And I really, I blame, I don't blame just Peyton Manning. I blame the defense. They dropped the ball. And I blame that curse of a coach, uh, Jack Del Rio, <laughs> as well. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I blame everybody. I ain't going to sit here and be like, oh, I blame Manning. Manning dropped the ball. He choked. You know, defense, the defense messed up, too. Defense was dropped. You know, they were. They they didn't execute like they was and then coaching it was bad coaching over and I think he I think Dario got out coaching the second half you know and and just Tom Brady Tom Brady was Tom Brady in cold weather Tom Brady was like wait a minute at halftime look I'm, it, it, it's 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 ten below what am I doing losing let me go out here and let's do what we do and you saw what happened man Tom Brady was fired up in that second half right. and the dude ended up going he ended up finishing what three hundred and fifty yards three touchdowns no NITs. I mean, and Tom Brady, I think Tom Brady only threw for like 150, but that's because uh, Sean Marino was running the ball real good because 
Tom Brady doesn't like playing in the cold. So that's why he was running the ball so much. So it's, it's look, it, I, I'm not, look, my eyes don't lie, and I know what my eyes see over the past <laughs> decade or more. A Peyton Manning does not like playing in cold weather. It's, it's just facts. It, 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 it's proven. That's all yeah, I, I think. Man, it, it, it was uh, it was a monumental collapse, man. I think it it and and it, like I said, the beginning of the game was interesting because it really looked like Denver was going to run away with it. I mean, to get fumbles and they were putting up points. Um. They had a 21-point lead at halftime. But you can't sit on a lead. Excuse me, you're right, 24-point lead. Um, but you can't sit on a lead in the NFL I, because you have too many possessions. Um, yep. And they saved the course. And then another thing that worked in their favor was that they were playing at home. I thought it was very interesting that Bill Belichick, when it came to going to overtime, they won the toss. Belichick decided to take the win instead of taking the ball. Now, it's different. Understand it's different because uh, in years past, the first team that scored in overtime wins the game. Well, not in this NFL. As long as you hold them to a touchdown, everybody, you know, they get they get at least one shot at, at scoring. Um, so I thought that that was – and it was also – it was almost kind of like real disrespectful a little bit because Belichick was basically saying, okay, against the win, I trust my defense. You can't beat me with my defense against the win in the cold. And he gambled, and, and, and I, I, as much as people don't like Belichick, I respect the hell out of him because I don't know many coaches that in the NFL that would have done that. Not against uh, Peyton Manning, none. Um, right. So I, I give him all the props in the world for that. Um, but now if I'm going to lay blame, um, definitely got to go with Jack Del Rio. I, I tweeted that Jack Del Rio must have thought he was still back in Jacksonville, Coach, because the way that he handled, I mean, like, he wasn't, and I don't know with John Fox, I know Jack Del Rio's defensive coordinator, but I don't know how much involvement he has with the offense. But he almost looked disinterested at times during the game. Um, Same thing with Manning. Same thing with Manning. You're right, you're right. And, And I don't know if it's, like you said, I don't know if it's the weather, but Manning has not fared well in the cold. Um, and we can even go back to the uh, divisional. Remember last year, Denver had home field advantage, best record in the AFC all the way throughout the playoffs. But you know, Peyton Manning chose yeah. to go to a that's playing outside, and their first yeah. game, what happened? They get knocked off by Baltimore. I mean, Baltimore Peyton Manning was like, "I'm not playing." Exactly. So Peyton Manning, you know, yeah. you're going to play in the cold <laughs> if you go to Denver. They're going to play in the cold. There's no way around that. So um, I, I lay blame at, you know, I, I think Manning didn't handle it well at all. And I also think that Jack Del Rio, Jack Del Rio really pissed the bed. I, I was, I've never seen a coach, like I said, you know, I'm not even going to cut him no slack. I mean, he just looked disinterested. Like he didn't know what was going on. At some point nope. in time, you got to rally the offense and say, hey, guys, let's get that. Let's get it in here. What have but this was just, man, it was just terrible. So, and to see it slip away, and, and you you knew once that momentum started going New England's way, New England started getting calls. You know, even Brady was bitching about calls. Um, but yeah, I, I, I blame I blame Manning for 
I don't want to use I don't want to use the word choke because he didn't choke, but he didn't play well at all. And remember, be his stats. I think going into like the third quarter, he only had like a hundred something yards passing, which is unreal. Um, yeah, I know. But yeah. he just he he just didn't play well at all. Um, Ken, we we talked about it on Twitter during the game. We were back and forth. What's your take on it, man? What what happened? What what did you see? Man, if anybody follows me on Twitter, at KBN, um, K-B-I-N-G, then you already know that I, I clearly <laughs> blame Del Rio for this at all. And, and and I want to start this out by saying this is by no means a disrespect to Tom Brady. He still has to put the numbers on the board. He still has to score those touchdowns. And I'll even admit, when I saw Gronk and him have that interaction you know, after after they got within three points, they was, I was even hyped. I was even hyped. Dude, Tom, Tom Brady was, went crazy, dude. I was man, I'm, dude, he was that crazy white boy at a quarterback position. Dude, he was in his domain. Yeah, man. He, it, it's like when he turned it on, it was it. It's like Kobe Bryant. When Kobe Bryant got it going, there's nothing you can do. And, and Tom Brady got it going, and Monte Balls gave him the opportunity to get there with his fumble because that put New England right back in the game. Defense couldn't stop anybody. They were just terrible, anemic in the second half. But the fact of the matter is this. Peyton managed to have more than 73 yards passing in the fourth quarter. Right. And as great as Sean Marino was running the ball, you can't run that man 37 times. He's just not built for it. He's just not. You know, he's injury prone. We know he, he had problems with injuries here in Georgia. Uh, at UGA, he's had problems a bit in the NFL. He's not built like that. But what happens when you run the ball and you run the ball that effectively, you jump out 24 nothing. yeah, he's sat on the lead. But I'll tell you this. When he played San Diego uh, two years ago, two, two weeks ago, or three weeks ago, and they were up, what, 21 nothing or 28 nothing. He did the same thing again. And San Diego came back and got within a score. So they were right there, and they could have stole that game. But Del Rio just handing the ball off, playing conservative. Kind of the same thing against Kansas City. It was a little bit different, but still the same thing. Since Jack, Jack Del Rio has been the coach, the, the Colts, I mean, the Broncos have really put up no more than 28 points outside of last night, and they had to put up 31 just to get back in the game. So, Jack Del Rio is more of a conservative coach. He gets the lead, he's going to sit on it. Yeah, when right. John Fox was coaching, anything under 30, when they scored 35, it was an off night. It was an off day. They were putting a 40 and 50. Easy. If John Fox was coaching, Peyton Manning, I know you don't like playing in the cold, but you're playing in the cold today. You're going to drop in. Right. You're going to throw this ball. You're going to put pressure on these guys. They, the Patriots were holding the receivers. Every time they run down the field and we're getting away with it, fine, whatever. You can't call them all right. That's just how they play. But Jack Del Rio's decision to continue to hand the ball did this. You run on first down, you get about five yards, right? You run on second down, you may get two or three yards. What does that do? That puts you in a, pa- in a passing situation. You're playing right into their uh, plan. You're actually giving them what they want. Because now all of a sudden they can jump to that bump run defense, throw your timing off. And then you you had a complete pass, and we get the ball back. And he kept right. doing it over and over again. And I do not know how he did not see this. Anybody with any common sense 
to understand that if you run on first and second and have to th- throw on third, you give the Patriots a competitive advantage on defense. You have to mix it up, and he refused to mix it up. Even when Talib, what, what's the name? Uh, 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 Akeem Talib. Yeah, when he went out the game, what did he do? He handed the ball off twice. He did not take advantage of it, man. And I'm like, what? first of all, you have to win. Second of all, if you if you got Demarius Thomas, who already cooked uh, that guy before, what do you think he's going to do to the, to the replacement guy that came in the He's right. probably going to get go it. right at him. Yeah, go at him. Get in position. But you, you damn the ball off, you hand the ball off, and then you're in a passing situation. You throw it to Wes Welker, and he can't catch the ball because the defender made a great play on the ball. He didn't drop it. The guy made a great play on the ball. On top of that, Marino go out of the game, and you give the ball to Chris Anderson, the rookie. My God, you might as right. well put so if you're gonna bring Chris Anderson in the game, throw the ball. Don't try to because he tried to be cute. Oh, they yeah, you know what? I'm gonna put the guy. They, there's no way they're gonna think I'm gonna give it to him. Maybe I can get five or six or seven yards. What did the guy do? He fumbled the damn ball. Right. Fumbled the ball, and, and of course now they're in a bad situation. Jack Del Rio. Hey, look, I was not surprised when I went online and saw that John Fox said he was going back this week because I know he was just that. Oh home. no. He, oh, you know I'm surprised they didn't give him the heart attack. You know, yeah, he has to. So, um, look, again, Brady, he had to score. You know, Belichick did an amazing job making halftime adjustments because one of the things that they said was, look, we got to continue to put pressure on Brady. But what did Belichick do? He said, all right, I'm going to do one, two, three. Bam. You catch it, Edelman. One, two, three. Here, this is you, Brock. One, two, three. I'm going to hand it off and you get about two yards here. One, two, three. Like, it was, everything was quick. One, two, three, down the field. One, two, three, down the field. So you can't get pressure. They didn't bring pressure on Brady, so he had more time to throw the ball. They weren't playing press coverage, so his receiver were getting clean releases. You're right, Cal. Del Rio was out coached in that second half. And for the life of me, I don't know why they continue to trust Monte Ball, but they do. The guy clearly can't hold the ball, and I knew as soon as he got it. Like, okay, give him one time, and, and you know, Mario obviously need a break. You know, right. he managed to play, but then you run a screen, and then you get hit, and, and that's the, you know, the game's 24-14. And, and that was it. But, uh, but yeah, man, uh, yeah, Del Rio, man. Yeah, Del Rio. I, I blame him. He's terrible. Just terrible. Yeah, yep, terrible. Awful. Just pure awful. I know one thing. And one thing, uh, Peyton Manning, I feel sorry for him if he's going to play in the Super Bowl in New York in February. Well, you know what, I, I don't know if they, I don't know that they can get that far because, you know, it's conceivable that they're going to have to face them again, uh, meaning them meaning uh, New England again. Uh, or they could, I mean, like I said, like I said in the chat room, you know, it's not getting any any warmer in Denver. <laughs> so, you know, right, even if they right. get a home game, if, even if they get a, a home game, they play outside, you know, that's that's part of the lore of playing in Denver. And that's what you signed up for, Peyton Manning. So, you know, if playing in the cold is a problem, and, and clearly it appears to be, um, if that's the case, then, you know, you got to rethink this thing and try to figure something out because, like I said, it's not, it's not going to get any, it's not getting any warmer. I mean, you won't see... You know, you might not even see the ground, you know, come come uh, playoff time. Because all you're going to see is snow on the ground. And you got to be able to figure it out offensively. And, yeah, you got to be able to run the ball. You do know that. 
But at the same time, you know, their offense is also built on throwing the ball, too, as well. So it's going to be interesting, man. I, I think I, I agree with both you guys, man. I think, you know, John Fox was clearly out coach. Um, and this is one that they've had on the road that they gave away. And I think at some point in time this season, or maybe in the offseason, they're going to look back and say, you know what, we blew that game. You know, because there's no way you can't. You, I mean, they, you spotted them 24 points. You can't blow a game like that. I mean, yeah, you know that every team's going to make a run, but 24 points at halftime? Come on, man. You're not supposed to. Yeah, that's not a game that you're not. If you're a bad team, if you if you told me that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lost the game after having a 20 point, 24 point lead, you know, I'd say okay. If you told me the Atlanta Falcons have lost the 24 point game at, at halftime, I'd say okay. Because those are bad teams. But not the, not the Denver Broncos. Not the team that was, I mean, when we were, when we were doing our rankings earlier this year, they were number one. Number one all the way through. So, I mean, it's, and it's more than just John Fox having a heart attack. Um, did that have something to do with it? I, I would assume so, but at the same time, you know, you feel general, your quarterback, Peyton Manning, you know, the, one of the best quarterbacks to ever played a game, I mean, he's dumb. Let's just keep it real. And and I was waiting on, and I don't know why I was, but I was waiting on Chris Collinsworth, Al Michaels to say something, but, you know, it's almost like those guys kind of make excuses. Yes, of any, course. anybody can have a bad day, but at the same time, you know, why does Manning tend to have bad days when he goes up against Brady and Belichick? Go pick. Ain't that many bad days. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I, I think, you know, I, I, I hear the cold weather thing, and, and I kind of I kind of get it. But when you look at what they managed to do last year, it, they had to play in the cold last year, and they won out. You know what I'm saying? Right. And they won right. out big. And they had to play in the cold again. I think... If he wins this game, they they didn't lose this game because of cold weather, and and I, I don't want to. That's not an excuse. They were up twenty four to nothing. The cold weather had nothing to do with this loss. This was clearly, this to me, it had a lot to do with what happened in the second half and Del Rio not making the right adjustments to the game. Um, because if they win this game, all of a sudden, what, what are we talking about? What's the talking point? What is it, Peyton Manning finally get Brady? Peyton Manning finally get, you know, win one in the cold. Is that what people are saying? Or are people saying that, you know, um, you know, Brady just had an off night because of the turnovers and they're still trying to make right. Brady out to be the – you know what I'm saying? So the fact of the matter is they were up. The fact of the matter is even after they were stunned with the dramatic comeback by the Patriots, thanks to the, anemic, the, the horrible defense that went out on the field – giving up 31 points in the second half, which you can't do. Um, the fact of the matter is they were up 24 nothing. So the cold weather had nothing to do with this. The defense stunk in the second half, and, and when Peyton Manning was ready to throw and had to throw the ball, it took him a while to get in rhythm. And then kind of when he got in the rhythm and when he needed to play. Well, see, what people are forgetting is this. When Peyton Manning needed to make a play and put numbers on the board, he drove them down, and they scored a touchdown. Granted, there were a couple of penalties, but they were valid. But the fact of the matter is, he scored. He was clutch. I think if he would have got the ball back, if Tony Carter, bullheaded ass, wouldn't have gotten in the way of that ball, I really believe they probably would have won that game. But Jail Rio okay. would have had to be 
Del Rio would have to trust Peyton Manning, and for whatever reason, I don't think he did when it came down to it. And it's kind of, and you know what, and, and, and you know what, Charles Fox got a little conservative in the playoffs too. I, I saw the same thing, but in this particular game, when they had to win, Del Rio was not aggressive. They only got aggressive when they were trailing by seven. You know, so Peyton Manning responded to this game, and Peyton Manning was in a position to win this game a couple of times in OT. But they didn't. They failed to execute. Yeah. And the defense failed to execute. Let's not look at Peyton Manning. You know what? Let's change everything. Let's not look at Peyton Manning. How about we look at that defense that gave up 31 points in the second half? Yeah, so that's what I said. You, you, can, you yeah. can do that, Ken, but, the, but the, here's the thing. What was this game billed as? Brady versus Manning. Brady versus Manning. Brady, so, you know, and that, but that's a part of what comes with the territory as a quarterback, as a, particularly as a tough quarterback. Get all the praise when you win, get all the blame when you lose. You know, so, and, and, and I heard an interesting stat this morning. They said that, you know, they were making the case that, hey, there's no discussion about who's better if Brady has beaten him 10 out of 14 times and Brady has three Super Bowl wins, three Super Bowl rings in five appearances and, and Manning has one in two uh, Super Bowl appearances. It's like it's a no-brainer. So, I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't say all of that, but you could make a case. You can make a case. Um, oh, before I forget, right now we got uh, our homeboy uh, joining the crew. My man, uh, FIFO. FIFO, what's going on, bro? Is he on? Let's see. I thought he was on. Let's, hold up. I had him pulled up. Let's try it again. One, two, three. Okay. All right, one people. We're going to come back to you. He's, hey, he's hey, hey, Tom. Yeah. You got it? Before, you, you on? I can't hear No, him. that was Ken calling in. That was Ken calling in. All right, well, why, <laughs> why do you work on that? I, I, I just want to respond real quick. What? Yeah, they, they sold this game as Brady versus Manning. That's all marketing and the NFL is trying to sell it, and we know that what what that was. And and But what we do <laughs> – well, what we do is we, we, we don't want to fall prey or victim to that. Let's just call it what it is. That defense was terrible. Yeah, oh, they're real. There's a lot to blame. But they gave up 31 points in the second half. They gave up 21 in the third quarter. They, they, couldn't, they couldn't stop Idaho if Idaho was on the field, you know, playing. So, yeah, we can look at the guy that the headliners, oh, was the talking point, Manning and Brady. But let's just be real about this, man. 31 points in the second half, you can be more aggressive in the second half with a lead like that. There's a lot of things you can do when you have a lead. You continue to put pressure on them. But the fact of the matter is that defense was just terrible. And if I feel like, and I'm glad you brought it up when you were speaking, B, because, you know, in all honesty, they almost got a pass for me. But when you brought it up, B, I'm looking at this, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, man. He's right. He is absolutely yeah. right. <laughs> you can't go out there and give up 31 points in the second <laughs> half. No NFL. It's, like you said, Kyle, if it's Atlanta, if it's Tampa Bay, if it's teams we expect that to happen to, then yeah, you expect it to happen to. But not this team. Not this team that's supposed to win the Super Bowl. So, yeah, everybody want to yeah. blame Manning, blame everybody else. How about you blame that defense? <laughs> that <should be> that. <laughs> 
And you know what? That that defense has, you know, to be honest, that defense has, even in the games that they, and, you know, people have kind of dismissed it and said, okay, well, hey, you know, well, it's this, it's that. But that defense really hasn't played well all year. Um, Nope. They've had their issues. They've, you know, and they said, you know, people make excuses and say, well, you know, well, they're giving up points because they're playing, you know, these teams are playing from behind. So, you know, the defensive offense is strategies being thrown at them, but, you know, that's, you still got to play defense. And then the day, you, still, play, you should play some defense. So, you know, we'll yeah, see what that's happens. All I have to but say. I, I, feel, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. Let me see if we got C4 in. C4, are you there? Yeah, C4 is like sleep. Oh, you know, his his line is showing, but I'm having issues with this board. I've had to refresh the board. Um, so I'm going to try it again. People, are you there now? Okay, we just lost somebody. <laughs> but that wasn't people. Um, okay, we'll, we'll push through. I, I'm going to work out some technical difficulties on this end. Um, but we're going to definitely get people on. You're listening live to Dead End Sports. Again, I'm your host, 12 Kyle. Got Ken, got B, and you're pulling people on the line in just a second. Uh, we ask you not just listen to the show. Be a part of the show. Participate in tonight's discussion. More importantly, tell a friend and tell a friend that Dead End Sports is on the air again. We're broadcasting live each and every Tuesday night from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, don't just listen to the show. Be a part of the show. Join us. Hit us up on Twitter, at Dead End Sports. Um, also hit us up individually on Twitter, uh, at BZ430, um, at CFO247, at K-B-I-N-G-E, and you hit me up, at 12 Kyle. Um, also check out our website, deadendsports.com. Um, also hit us up on Facebook, uh, or facebook.com slash deadendsports. Um, now let's take it to the NBA. Uh, had a couple of major things happen uh, just yesterday in the, in, in the NBA. Uh, as you all know, Derrick Rose, um, the great point guard for the Chicago Bulls, uh, was injured his uh, towards, uh, meniscus in his knee. Um, had required surgery. We all knew that. But yesterday we found out that Rose uh, is going to have surgery and he is going to be out for the entire season this year. Um, Damn. So, Question I want to throw to you guys, and I'll start with you first, B. Will we ever see Derrick Rose return to his MVP form? And can the Bulls win without him? No, the Bulls, the Bulls didn't win when he was MVP form before. So I, I, there's no chance. I mean, you feel me? I mean, there's no chance that they're going to win without him. And then to go, answer the other question, I think – I think physically he can come back from this because it's not as serious as the ACL. But I think mentally, I think mentally he might be almost checked out. I think. I think. I mean, this okay. is just me guessing. This is me taking an educated guess. I think mentally he might be gone. He might come back physically. You know, next year, next season, he might be back. Okay, Derrick Rose, both of the game, whatever, whatever. But you know, it's that mental man. When you when you're coming back from when you're suffering two consecutive injuries to your knees. I, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to check back mentally. You know what I'm saying? But we shall see. But I think mentally he's not going to come back. So if you if you had to put money on it, you think mentally he may be done? Yeah, I think mentally he's done, man. He he may be done. 
I mean, because this thing, this thing, how long was this thing? How long mentally it took him to get back to where he's at now? You know, him taking the whole season off, and he probably he, he probably was ready. I mean, like I said, you know, you know your body better than anybody else. I think I think half of that was because mentally he wasn't ready. You know what I'm saying? And I think when he come back from this from this second surgery, I think like like Ken said, he ain't gonna come back to 2017 <laughs> mentally. So, yeah, man, it might it might be another Green Hill case. I hate to say it. Okay, okay. Um, let me try to pull up people now. Let's see. Hang on. Let me. I'm gonna bring up the call in just a second. You are listening live to Dead End Sports. DeadEndSports.com. Let's try now. FIFA, are you there? I'm showing his number on here, and he I saw what he dropped and came back. We got another caller. We're going to take the call in just a second. Um, that's crazy. I don't know why I can't get him to pull up. Um, okay, look, I'll get uh, I'll get Ken, and then um, and then I'll then we'll jump to a call, and then we'll try to get people back on again. Ken, what, what's your take on it? Do you think we'll ever see Derrick Rose return to that MVP form, and can the Bulls win without him? Man, he didn't return to MVP, MVP form this year. I think. <laughs> so, uh, nah, man. Um, to his advantage, he has his age. Um, but the way that knee was shaking on the sideline when he walked off the court, I, I, I just think, like B said, mentally he's done. Because that, that, that knee and his face is all I ever think about when I see um, – when I think about this Rose injury, he had that nervous that that nervous knee shake, or that knee just bounced, and it just bounced. And um, it, it seems to me like there was a bit of frustration, disappointment, and and uh, and sadness within him. It, it, it is unfortunate because the guy was a pure talent, man, and, and he was going to be something special in the NBA, and he kind of can. But look at what what happened to Amari Stoudemire, man. You know, he's a shell of himself. You know, now both of his knees are, are gone. And um, mm-hmm. you always just in the back of your mind, you, you're, you're playing on the court, and you're just waiting for the injury to happen. And, and so a man thinking, so <laughs> you know, so it comes to reality. And um, so no, man, I don't think they. Um, I don't. I don't think he can return back to MVP form. And um, tripping. Shit, man. I don't know, man. He he did look good this year in, in stretches, and I think by the time the season was over, I think he probably would have been okay. But this is this is tough, man. This one is tough. Um, but if the knees hold up, you know, I think he he might he might get it together. But you just keep your your body start failing, man. You just you, you know, ugh. it's just one thing after the other, man. Yeah. Okay. Now I think I think we got people. Is that you, man? That's me, man. What's up? What's up, man? What up, man? Y'all tripping, man. How, how, how y'all playing my boy Derrick Rose like that, man? First and foremost, B. He's for Chicago, man. We mentally tough. We, what the hell you talking about? He gonna be right. But I feel you, you know, the knee injury just happened, so of course he's gonna be down. You know, like, that. that's tough. But, you know, to answer Kyle's question, man, I think that Derrick Rose is going to be back as close to as 100% as possible. And, and, and here's my reasoning. You know, um, for everybody that hasn't been up on the meniscus, there's two ways that you can repair um, a, 
you know, there's Rose's injury, you know. And, and, and there's two prime examples. You have Ron Artest last year that he came back in eight days and obviously Westbrook missed the entire playoff. Now, you can get it reattached with stitching, which is what Derrick Rose did, is what Westbrook did, or you can get it cut out and come back, like, within a week or two, like Ron Artest did. I'm not going to call this man Metal World Peace. Um <laughs> I'm just not going to do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. But anyway, um, looking at arguably 1A and 1B most athletic point guards to ever play in the NBA, Westbrook came back fine. And let's be honest, it was not Derrick Rose's left knee. The ACL looked fine. He looked explosive. He looked big. He looked like he was still getting rushed off. It's unfortunate that, you know, your body, like an automobile system, you know, it, it, it'll overcompensate. And, you know, it, it was he wasn't touched. It wasn't nothing. It's just one of them things, man. But I think that he'll be fine. I think that if he could just come back, you know, I, what, what what else can happen? You know, if, if he has an, another ACL injury in either knee, then that's when I say he's done. But right now, he, he has youth on his side. He has the experience of rehabbing that left knee. And the meniscus, again, isn't that bad. Like, Blake Griffin had a meniscus tear during the Olympics, and I still see this motherfucker jumping and dunking over everybody. <laughs> so I'm not worried, man. I'm not worried with this. It, now, if there was, like, he tore his AC on his right leg, I might, hey, I, look, I think he might be you know, diminished. But I don't even think he's going to be diminished. Okay, I mean, he's going to be back physically. I just, I don't know if mentally he might be ready. I don't, I don't know. But we'll see. Right, so go ahead, Kyle. Go ahead, Kyle. You, you, took, you took the words right out of my mouth. I think, and and, and I, I, I'm hoping for the best because I'm not, well, I'm not a Bulls fan. I'm I'm definitely a fan of Derrick Rose. I like the guy. I think he brings a lot to the game. And, and he seems with everything that, that I get to see about him, it looks like he's a rarity as far as superstar is very humble. And I think Chicago, you can speak to this, people, since you're from Chicago, you know, these, the, the, the city lives in that because this is a local kid. It's not, you know, a situation where, you know, even in a situation like LeBron, LeBron was from, you know, Akron. LeBron's not from Cleveland. You know, Derrick Rose is from Chicago. You know, Dwayne Wade is, is from Chicago, but he doesn't play for the Bulls. So everybody you mentioned, you know, that sounds good and all, but they don't use their – that game isn't built on, the, you know, the court and the explosion that, that Rose has. What two out of the three are? Yeah, but they're not also not MVP point guards. That's, well, that's, it, my, that's my it, question. Can he get back but, to but that point, or have we seen the, that is that Derrick Rose dead? I guess that's what I'm saying. Well, well, here's the thing, right? Like, okay, so I mentioned Blake Griffin, Russell Westbrook. And Ron Artest. Okay, Ron Artest is old, which is the reason why he elected to have the slip, slip, let's get back, you know, I need to make this dough, you know, I'm ready to play. Like, he's at the end of his career. Russell Westbrook and um, Derrick Rose elected to have the, the, the stitches. Now, of course, Derrick Rose won the MVP and Russell Westbrook has not, but can we honestly right. say that this that big of a difference in the way that they play the game 
like their style, they are damn near carbon copies of each other. The difference is the mentality of, 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 of the both of them. Now, well, when oh, I let, see, let me stop right there, people. Mm-hmm. What, 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 Derek, what, what, uh, uh, what he has that but, Derek Rose doesn't have, Westbrook, what Westbrook has that Derek Rose doesn't have is Kevin Durant. That's the difference. Agreed. Now, that's not a physical difference, but the mentality of, okay, I got to carry this whole team. And I got the city on my back. You know, so how does that, and I don't mean to cut you off, go ahead and finish your point, but I just wanted to add that point in there. No, I 100% feel you. You know, I 100% feel you. And I, I, I look, man, NBA teams, you know, somebody listening out there, come holler at me for a GM position. Because real talk, <laughs> the Bulls need to blow it up. They just need to blow it up. And, 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 and because... The way that they're constructed, they're constructed as a one superstar team. And I think that to put, to continuously put that pressure on D. Rose, that's way unfair. You know, because first, first and foremost, I have a basketball ideology, unlike most people. And I am a firm believer that a little man cannot be the number one option on a championship team. I don't care how great you are. And I love Derrick Rose. I love Russell Westbrook. I'm a point guard myself. A little man cannot lead you and be the number one guy when trying to win a championship, except if you're Isaiah Thomas and you have that front line knocking everybody the fuck out. I was about to say Isaiah. I was about to say Isaiah. Yeah, I was wondering. (laughs) Everybody (laughs) knows Isaiah. Isaiah But if you're going to be a little guy and lead your team to, to victory, you better have a couple big guys that, 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 that can instill that physical nature that basketball has. You know, because a lot of people think that basketball is weak. It's not football, but, yo, you got to be physical in the NBA. And if you, like like a Chris Paul, um, a Russell Westbrook, even, even Derrick Rose, they physically cannot match up against the most dominant players in this game, which are the Kevin Durant, the, the LeBron James, now Paul George. You know, these 6'8 behemoths that can run, jump, have strength, Fly all like there's nothing that Derrick Rose can do about that. He could drop fifty, right. and LeBron could drop twenty five, and they still lose. You know what I'm saying? So, so, well, all that being said, Chicago needs to to find either a new number one or a definite number two, because it's not Lou Alday, and it's definitely not Joe Kim Noah, and there's nobody else on that roster, and they just need to get more firepower. That's the problem. You know what, and the GM has already said that they're not going to blow it up, which is, I think is silly. You know, you yep. with the, even with first of all with this team that you had now, you, you barely were, you were barely competing with with Derrick Rose, from what I've seen. Um, if you ask me, without him and without uh, Marco Bellinelli and without a Nate Robinson, they. They, I, I, I don't see them doing much this year. They've been blown out by 40. They just lost again by um, a large margin. I don't think they have anything to compete, bro. Hey, now let's play hypothetical GM. Now, the beginning of the season, LaMarcus Aldridge wanted out and he wanted to be in Chicago. So, granted, you know, they just won, like, 12 or 13 straight games or something like that. So, I'm pretty sure Portland's like, yeah, you're not going nowhere. LaMarcus is probably pretty happy right now. But the reason why that trade didn't go down was because Chicago didn't want to get rid of Joe Kim. Now, I would, if, if, if it's still on the table, 
Joe Kim, you can go. LaMarcus, come here. Uh, Carlos Boozer, you know, I'm looking for Omera Seek. So my front line would be Omer and, and LaMarcus. But the Bulls just need to do something. If you don't try to get talent that can, you know, kind of make the playoffs now, then you got to let Luol Deng go because you know you're not going to resign him. You need right. an amnesty boozer at the end of next year. And depending on what you can get on Joe Kim Noah, you got to let him go too. The only player that's untouchable outside of Derrick Rose is Jimmy Butler. Everybody else can mm-hmm. go. And, and, and yeah. realistically, yeah. Joe Kim... He's almost untouchable, but if you can get a replacement big, oh, he's gone too. He's gone too. You know, and, and, and you gotta restart. You gotta get you some draft picks in this draft. You gotta lose this year, and you gotta go try to get you a top ten. Because if you're in the top sixteen in this draft, top ten, top six, man, you gonna get somebody. You gonna get somebody right. that, that, that that can right. add something. Because cause this draft is deep. That boy, have you seen, have y'all seen Marcus Smart? And I know I'm going somewhere else. Yeah. Damn. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a player. He is a player. Man, this, this draft here, man, you 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 get you, you're in the lot. That's all that. You in the first round, you get it some night. You 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 getting a real piece this year. Definitely, 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 man. I I, I totally agree. I'm 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 hoping that he bounces back. I think he can. Um, I don't know, you know, at what level we're going to see him at, but you know, I, I just kind of feel for him, man. And, and, and like people said, and like like B says, you know, it's not as serious as an ACL, and and we've seen people come back from meniscus all the time, and it's really going to be on, you know, how much he rehabs. Now, Kim threw out a good point the other day on Twitter. You know, we have to ask ourselves if he sat out the entire year last. Well, not the entire year. But that out, you know, he's been even clear since the all-star break, you know, is he going to sit out you know, a prolonged session of not just this season, but next season? You know, what if he doesn't feel comfortable? You know, so we're not really sure what's going to happen. Um, all right, now let's jump to the phone line. we got a caller. Let's not keep the caller waiting. Uh, caller, caller from area code 914. 914, calling you on the air. Which name where you calling from? Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Corey, repping Brooklyn, New York, but now I reside in Charlotte, North Carolina. How's everybody doing? Corey, what's up, man? That's good, that's good. Uh, now, just giving a shout-out to everybody. Shout-out to Dead End Hip Hop. Uh, shout-out to Dead End Sports for what y'all doing, respecting the movement. Just giving y'all a shout-out and just keep on doing what y'all doing today. Oh, man, appreciate that, man. Yeah, and, man. Uh, thank you, appreciate thank you, it. You guys have a good one. All right, All right man. man. Thanks for calling in, Corey. Appreciate the love, man. Phone number, Corey, called area code 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. Again, I am your host, Dwarf Kyle. This is Dead End Sports. We got Ken, we got B, and we got people on the line. We're talking sports. This is the place where sports opinions collide. Uh, <laughs> rarely do we agree. <laughs> but we all think that we're correct <laughs> when we're arguing our points. Um, let's stick to the NBA, man. Um, <laughs> some, something crazy went down yesterday, or something unexpected, I should say. Um, the Lakers uh, gave Kobe Bean Bryant a contract extension. No surprise there. The surprise came in was that the extension that Kobe received 
was for forty eight, almost forty nine million dollars. Crazy. Um, people, <laughs> I know you want to chop in on this one. Did the Lakers overpay Kobe with the new contract extension for forty eight mil? And what's next for the Lakers? Okay, look, look, I'm, I'm, look. I I just want to set the record straight. I am not a Kobe hater, but I am definitely not a Kobe lover. I am a Kobe. I respect Kobe. I respect his position. <laughs> I respect his mentality. I respect his skill. I marvel his skill. I am a fan of Kobe Bryant in the sense that you're a baller, dog. And, and I'm not going to hate on you because you're a baller, but... Right. This contract right here at 36, 38, it don't even matter. It's asinine. It is complete asinineness. And to the max, I don't even know if that's a word, but look, look, <laughs> man, <laughs> we making a word. The, 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 the Lakers have really strapped their franchise. Now, I understand paying or even overpaying a a star once you know he's passed his prime because he's he's been loyal to you. But to me as an owner and a GM, it is my responsibility to put the best product on the floor. And I think that players have to understand, hey, they took care of me. I still wanna win. Let me take this less money because Kobe at this point in his career, and I don't care what the hell nobody says. He by himself is he's not the reason why you are a championship contender anymore. Not by himself. And you're right. and you're paying him the type of money that you pay a basketball player that will perennial paren oh, I can't even speak today. That will run you to the <laughs> playoffs in in, in in knocking on that championship door year in, year out. Kobe is still what arguably the best shooting guard in the league when healthy. But he is not that guy that's getting you to the championship. He's not getting you to the semis by himself. And all of the top teams in the West are young. They're not going nowhere. So if I'm Carmelo, I'm a big-time free agent, do I really want to play with Kobe for only two years? Like, what's the plan beyond that? I just I, – I don't like the move, man. I don't like it. When you look at other superstars beyond their prime, and Kobe, I don't care about the numbers, is beyond his prime. You look at Tim Duncan taking nine million. Dirk is going to take some some ridiculously low low number because they want to win. And at twenty four million dollars a year, you're not winning, Kobe. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yo, I, I, I'm definitely I'm definitely feeling that. Um, Ken, Ken, what's your take on it, man? Did, did they did they overpay? Did you know what, what's next for the Lakers? What's what's your take on it? Well. You know what? Um, and maybe people or somebody on the call would would know the answer to this question. What does that do to their their uh, their cap? Like that's a third they... of their cap. A third, okay. Yeah, because the NBA, yeah. I think yeah. the salary cap is like right around close to sixty million. It's right around that number. So he's taking over a third of the cap by himself. So if free agency, you could only give one other max player. Yeah. All right. So, with another match player, a superstar, 
they would almost be in with a Miami position where they can only fill it with. They'll, they'll at that point be filling the roster, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're right. It, it, same 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 scenario. If you go get another max player, you got Kobe. You got another max player, and then you're going to fill the roster with you know a couple of mid level exception guys and bottom tier you know guys making like a million or maybe two million a year, something like that. All right, so we can probably safe to say that there's no near-double-double guy like a Bosch available. Uh, you already have an essentially like a Dwayne Wade on the team and, and what would be Kobe, who's taking up a lot of money. And um, and we all already know that there's no other LeBron James out there. Carmelo just isn't it. And with Kobe taking up all the money, if you go get a guy like Melo, you can't fill him with the third piece that you'll need to win in this league. So, did they overpay for Kobe? I think, I think based on what they could do with their roster, yeah, they did because they they basically um, you know put themselves in a position to where they can't really build a team. And um, I, I I think they just want Kobe to retire as a Laker. I don't think this has anything to do with winning. Uh, if it had to do with winning, I, I, obviously I think Kobe would have taken less money because he would have been more focused on trying to win a championship. Yeah. They won't yeah. retire right. later. You know, and that's it. Kobe's going to get his 48 mil. He's going to play for two years. He's going to try to do his Jordan thing, and that's it. Melo is not going to come there. Melo and Kobe does, does, will not mesh at all. So they can scratch that, and, and word on the street is that they're not even looking at Melo anyway. So, wow. you know, I'm, I'm telling you, man, Kobe probably looked at this team and said, you know what, I can win. <sighs> I don't even want to go there. I don't think he looked at this team and thought he could win with these guys. Kobe's going to be frustrated no. over that. Yeah. No way. Yep. Yeah. So, where do the Lakers Who, go? Your... Kyle? Yeah, yeah. yeah is, where do they go? This is just them, and I'll be quick. This is just them uh, basically – um, getting a statue with Kobe. That's all. You're gonna retire later. <laughs> that's it. That's it. A statue of Kobe. That's that's funny. What did you hear what Kobe said? Oh God, do I want to Association was easy. Yeah, huh? like like yeah. He was saying that um, basically he sat down. They said two years, forty eight million. He was like, yep. He's like I didn't. There was no negotiation. It was yeah, just, yeah. He uh, said it was no offer. negotiation. They basically, when they threw out the offer, that was. He made it sound as if that was the first offer that was out there, and he was okay with it. Yeah, because he was probably like, too. <laughs> "You fool! Hell yeah, I paid forty-eight million for two years <laughs> <laughs> off an Achilles <laughs> injury. Off an Hell injury. yeah! What about you, B? What's, what's your take on it, man? Yeah, I agree. I think I don't know what the Lakers organization was thinking for signing Kobe for that much money. You know, like Ken kind of took pretty much the words on my mouth. I think them signing that, but them offering Kobe this contract, pretty much saying, "Hey, we don't care about winning, having the chance to compete for a championship," because there is no way that Kobe is going to lead that team to an NBA championship. It's almost going to be like, well, I ain't going to say that bad, but it's almost going to be like the Smush Parker years. You know, he's going to probably get to the first <laughs> round. 
He's going to probably get to the first round, you know, maybe second round and get popped. You know what I'm saying? There's no way that um, I can see the Lakers competing in the NBA Finals with that team, even with the healthy Kobe Bryant. I mean, I don't see them being a team to beat out in the West. So I don't know what the Lakers organization was thinking on that. I mean, like I said, shout out to Kobe for taking that 48 mil. I mean, if I was in Kobe's shoes, I'd have took that shit too. So hell yeah, I can't, I, I can't really, I can't really be like get mad at Kobe. I can't be like, oh man, Kobe, what the hell? I, it's more so the pointing fingers at the organization. It's like, what the hell are they doing for signing in for that much money? It's like, damn, you, you're pretty much gonna drag the Lakers down for the next two years. Pretty much, that's all you're gonna do. That's what's gonna happen. Man, I, I think y'all, y'all make great points, man. I, I think you know, I think the thing that, and I'm not, I'm far. <laughs> I'm not even close to being a Lakers fan or a Kobe fan, but like people, I appreciate you know what he can do. I mean, but here's the thing, man: we don't know what Kobe is. I mean, I, I just for the life of me, I mean, it's like it's almost like going to buy a new car. You don't test drive, and and, and, and some some people may say, "Well, you shouldn't have to test drive Kobe." You know what you got? No, we don't. Shit. We don't know what Kobe right now. Kobe really could come back now. He could just strictly be relegated to being a jump shooter. And you know, the slash and driving and stuff so long. He could he could have lost his step. And then so the pundits will say, well, you know, folks who step is better than you know, both guys first step. No, they ain't. Not if not at forty eight million dollars. You know, now I would never begrudge anybody for getting that money. Hey man, get the money. Get the money. And if I model has always been not overpaid if somebody's willing to pay you know so if you want if you want to pay somebody you know five hundred thousand dollars hey so be it happy for him to do that my point is is that you can't from a business standpoint think about it like this guys there was nobody else bidding for Kobe's service why not wait until you see what you got if Kobe is the old Kobe or slightly a Okay, then you can justify it. We don't know what Kobe is. He could be a bum. No. I mean, for all you know, he could be a bum. And you're giving him this money. Uh, and so, for Kobe, there's no justification for 24 million. But, but there's no justification for Kobe at 36 years of age to have a, a $48 million contract in two years on it. There, there's no justification right there, man. Like, like you cannot justify it. And even... um. Hey, Ken, who's the guy that does Grantland? Uh, Bill Simmons. The what? Yeah. The guy that does Grantland? Bill Simmons. Bill Simmons. Like, he said it right, man. Kobe's market value is around $12 million. And I had this conversation last night with my brother. I was like, I wouldn't pay Kobe no more than 15 to maybe 18 And I, and I think that, I, I don't know, man. I, I think, I think, um... The, the, the bus that's running the Lakers right now, he's going to run that organization into the ground. He already yep. he already made the first faithful move when he didn't hire Phil yeah. Jackson. That, 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 that was the demise of the Lakers right there. Oh, I agree totally. I agree. And, and I, I'll, I'll put this up for the further people. I don't think if Dr. Buzz, if he were still alive, I don't think he would have signed COVID that year. I agree with you. Fifteen million was right around that range that he probably should have got. So if he sat down at the table and they said, "Okay, we're going to get forty-eight over two years," I mean, of course he's going to say it was over those things because he, he probably didn't even expect that. So you know, I, I don't know. That that just 
it's mind-boggling to me. I, I don't think that that makes good business. But, you know, it's not my money to spend, but I think if you're trying to win, you know, you need to go get a you need to go get a LeBron. You need to go get a, a Carmelo. Somebody that's gonna go, come play alongside And then another component that people hadn't thought about is if I'm not mistaken, maybe one of you guys can tell me different. Kyle Gasol's contract is coming up too. They're not gonna max him out. So he's, no, no, he, so I don't think he's gonna get resigned. Yeah, so mm-hmm. he's not gonna get resigned. So, you know, so Powell how how's Powell supposed to feel? Is he supposed to be happy about this? Kobe just in essence took his money. Now if you got if you if Kobe resigned for fifteen, maybe you could resign Powell for maybe ten or nine, and then brought in another you know uh, another max player, and then make a run like that. Kobe, yeah, exactly. So Kobe, my thing is this: if Kobe was really really serious about you know getting another ring and catching Jordan, he wouldn't have signed this piece. I'm sorry because but here's money the thing though. You can honestly sit down at a table at a business meeting and somebody hands you a $48 million offer and you'd be like, nah, that's too much because, you know, hey, look, man, look, I feel like Kobe. I wouldn't negotiate or nothing. I would have been like, oh, for real? Can I sign this right now? Like, like you need right. me to sign it right now, right? And I would have signed the shit out of that. <laughs> oh, I don't because I don't it's not Kobe's problem. Signing it, I, I don't begrudge him for signing it at all. Because think about it like this: we all work. If you go to work, you know, if, if your year in, you know, you do your year in review, and then you know you have to sign a new contract in January, and they say that they're going to increase your salary by, I don't know, thirty percent. You're not going to say, okay, well, come on, pay me that extra thirty percent. You're going to take it. Who who doesn't want more money? Um, you know. That being said, I just think that. It handicaps the franchise. I'm not mad at Kobe for signing it. He has to sign the contract for him. But, you know, I think he has. He, and I'm not saying that he should have said, okay, well, hey, I'm going to do a Tom Brady. You know, because Brady was in now, football and basketball was two different sports for how they handle their salary cap. And Brady's wife probably makes just as much money as he does, you know, from her modeling and acting and all that other stuff. So, Brady ain't hurting for money, so Brady could go to the, go to them and say, okay, well, you know what? Instead of giving me twenty five mil, give me ten mil, give me eight mil, and you know, a year, and, and and we'll we'll be able to get more alignment in here. But now, Brady, you know, just to go back to Brady for a second, Brady took less money, and they still didn't get him no receivers. He's out there throwing the fish at the right, you know. But hey, it's working. So as far as the Lakers, I don't know. I, I just I don't see it, man. Not not. Like B said, not competing for a title. I mean, you might get out of the first round, maybe. And, and, and this year, the West is sick. So I don't even know that if they get there, that they'll get out of the first round. We about to see you smush Parker years, Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, yeah they, oh, they're not going nowhere, man. They ain't going nowhere. But, you know, but look, look at least let's give the Lakers credit that they are big spenders and they don't complain about uh, luxury tax. And, you know, they do have a billion-dollar, you know, multi-billion-dollar TV deal, you know, them in New York. So they're the two biggest media markets. So, look, it, it'll, it'll, it'll hurt the franchise, but at the same time, it's not like the Lakers are scared of spending to, to get them a championship. You know, we are still talking, even though it is not the same owner, we are still talking about the same team that let the whole team go except for, like, one or two players to sign Shaq to $100 million. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. 
Look, the Lakers will pull out all stops, and that's the only reason why it still can work. Like, like we all said, hey, you know, we don't think. But come on, let's be honest. There is still a possibility that the Lakers will work, even though Kobe getting twenty four million dollars. Mhm. Yeah. And, and and you know what? One thing I don't put past the Lakers is, the, is their ability to pull off a trade that nobody sees coming. That you know is going to shock everybody. I, I don't, you know, that whole power of all thing. I, I I never saw that coming. So the one thing I do know about the Lakers is that traditionally they have those kind of moves in their sleeve up their sleeve. What move they can work this time, I don't know. You know, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens going forward because as constructed, like B said, you back to the Smush Parker years. You just. And, I mean, I've tried to watch the Lakers a couple of times this year. I don't recognize hardly anybody on that team, you know, as far as from a skill level standpoint. I mean, they got some, you know, decent pieces, but nobody is going to scare you. So, you know, go figure, man. Go figure. You're listening live to Dead End Sports. Dead End Sports. I am your host, 12 Kyle. This is Dead End Sports. we got FIFO, B, Kim on the line with me. We're talking sports is the place where sports opinions collide. Don't just listen to the show. Be a part of the show. Participate in tonight's session. Uh, hit us up at Dead End Sports on Twitter. Also, check out our website, deadendsports.com. Um, just on the subject of uh, basketball, I want to take it back to, uh, you know, I try to throw a little top five and things of that nature in each weekend and each show. Um if, if you, you you guys play pickup basketball all the time, if you're, you're you're going to the park, you're on the blacktop, and you're going to start your own personal all-time, no matter what the era, no matter what the age, starting five on a pickup game, um, who are you going with uh, for your starting five? Uh, I'll start with you first, uh, B. Who's, who's going to be your starting five? Your pickup game, all time NBA. Wait, so that, that, before you go, then yeah. Kyle. So if you pick somebody, I can't pick them. No, 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 no. I, I think that because we we all like some of the same guys, so I think we probably some of the guys we may pick may be the same. You know, like we say. I mean, because Jordan might be on each one of our lists, so that'd be kind of hard for us to do. So no, no, you you can pick whoever you want to pick. Um. Does it, so that means I'm playing, and I got only name four people, or I just pick five. Well, since since we're going all time, I'm assuming that you know, even though I've never seen you play before, B, I'm assuming if we're going all time NBA, you're probably going to be on the bench. So, <laughs> so, so, so let's so let's, just, okay. let's, let's um, put ourselves on the bench and let's go all time starting five. Um. Uh, of course, the two point guards. I mean, I'm just going. This is a little favoritism because I, I mean, this, that's because I was a huge fan of this guy growing up. Um, Isaiah Thomas at the point guard. I mean, you, you can't win with you can't lose with Isaiah or Magic at the point. So I'm gonna go Isaiah at point. Uh, Michael Jordan at the two guard. Ah, three guard is a little tricky. Um, ah, goodness gracious. I, I, mean, I guess I might have to, I might have to go LeBron at three. At four, I'm going Tim Duncan. And at five, I'm going to Kim Olajuwon. Okay, okay. Ooh, that's a solid list. That's a, so. So let me let me get this straight, B. You're taking Isaiah over Magic. Yeah, I'm taking Isaiah over Magic. Okay. Wow, I, 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 wow, wow. I, 
I put a disclaimer though. I put a small disclaimer because Magic Magic revolutionized the point guard position, but Isaiah was just a damn beast, man. Damn, Isaiah was a Isaiah was that dude that can just he didn't even have to score to take over the game. But if you needed him to score, Isaiah will go out there and give you thirty in the quarter if you if needed to be. So Isaiah was just a relentless beast, man. Golly, but yeah, that's my five. Okay, okay. What about you, Cam? What's your all-time starting five NBA players in a pickup game? Uh, obviously, I'm going with my man Olajuwon. At, at he's, he's clearly my my favorite player in the NBA of all time, and that that dude was was something. So Olajuwon yes, is was. my center. Yes, uh, he was. I'm gonna go with Kevin McHale uh, as my four. That's a good one. Ooh, in a pickup game. That's my second yeah. favorite power forward right there. He, uh, yeah, that's that's a good pick. Go ahead, Ken. That's um, a good pick. Uh, yeah, I gotta put LeBron at, 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 uh, as my as my three. I know. Um, I hate. I hate. Yeah. I I I'll be a fool not to put Jordan Jordan as my um, as my two. Of course. And uh, but the point guard position is is, is interesting. Because it depends on how you have this team structure. Clearly, I have enough offense on this team. So, do I need another offensive point guard? Like, Magic is a distributor, right? And like B said, Isaiah was a distributor. Not like I was going to pick him, but when you needed him to score, he could score. So, um, while I would want to go with Magic, because I like his size, I think having LeBron on my team could allow him to move the point guard position so I, so I could compete with bigger point guards if that was an issue. So I'm, I'm kind of really thinking, should I go with, like, Chris Paul, who can really do it all himself? Or do I really want to go with kind of like, just like, I'm thinking, like, John Stockton, man, who, who's just like a, a shooter. You know what I'm saying? Take your, your point, man. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm going to go with my man Chris Paul, man. I'm going to go with my man Chris Paul. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go with Chris Paul. I, I don't think you're going to beat that team. I don't think you're going to beat that team. My team will beat your team. Oh, like who? <laughs> All right. All right, so so, so I'm going to pick up. Like, my team is completely different from y'all, man. I feel like y'all kind of cliche with it. Uh, my point guard is Tim Hardaway. Um, my two-man... Wow. Yeah, yeah, you know the killer. Because we talking, we're not talking like all time starting five. We talking like at the like at the court. Like like we coming you know out here, we people, breaking you, ankles. You can pick any any five. Exactly. You want, if you want Bush Parker to be your your, your point guard, hey, go and have that. Exactly. So at point guard, I'm taking Mr. Killer Crossover, Tim Hardaway. At the two, I'm gonna skip. I'm gonna skip the two right now. I'm gonna skip the two because I'm, I'm still it's, it's one or the other. But um. At the three, I'm taking LeBron. At four, I'm taking Durant. And at the five, I'm taking Young Shaq. And at the two, all right, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take MJ. Right, come on, I, I got to take MJ. <laughs> People, that squad, that, 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 how, how the hell is that squad supposed to beat my team? Are you serious? A young, a man, young, hey, hey, a young hey, Shaq, hey, you're going to by a lot hey, of one. Hey, man, okay, that's fine. And Durant can't do boys, shit with Kevin McHale. But, hey, but, but Kevin McHale can't do shit with Kevin Durant. I, hey, I'll take Kevin, I'll take Kevin, my Kevin three Durant versus your four. But he plays the four. But he's not. 
but he doesn't start there. He's not a technical four, but he plays the four position a lot for his team. He still can't He's do anything with Kevin, Kevin McHale. And, 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 and you know what, you know what I'm going to do, Kevin, <laughs> with your team? I'm going to just run them boys. Because McHale going to be huffing and puffing, trying to, man, Durant going to cross that boy up. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it. I'm, like people said, we we picking kind of crazy or whatever. My team will smash everybody's team. People picking um, crazy. I'm going. My my point guard is gonna be Irving Magic Johnson. Um, six nine, handle the rock. Uh, my two guards obviously gonna be Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Um, my three guards. Just in case y'all want to pack in the in the, in the paint. I gotta have somebody that's gonna spread them out. So I'm not going LeBron. My my, my three guards gonna be Larry Joe Bird, former Bird. Um, my four is gonna be Bill Russell. My five is gonna be Will Chamberlain. I can't be beat. <laughs> hey, you know what? I I I I I I, I have some moves I gotta make. <laughs> I got some moves, but 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 see, like, see, here, here's the thing. As much as I love my my, my dog Tim Hardaway, Le, LeBron will be my point guard. AI will be my two. I I move KD to three, and at four because, like I said, everybody picking cliche. I'm gonna take the Rain Man himself, Sean Kemp. Okay. So, so, All right. Four. I, I still I still like what I got, so I don't care if it is cliche. So you, you said Sean Kim is your fourth people? Yeah, Sean Kim, the Rain Man himself. Okay. Okay. Throw okay. the ball okay. up there. You got the AI. Throw it up and let him go get it. Yeah, just, just let, let him and LeBron just throw it up there and let him go get it. Okay. That'd be a hell of a game, man. And you know what? What's interesting is that. Outside of Jordan, I don't think any of us pick like the same guy. So Mm-mm. somebody said a young Shaq. I forgot about Shaq, but I, I would think Chamberlain. I, I think Chamberlain is prime with East Shaq's ass up. A young Shaq. Um, Elijah one is a good call. Man. Yeah, Damn, I, I forgot about Elijah one. I mean, it's so many great players. But think I'm about Penny. No, I was just saying, just think about Penny. Mm-hmm. Penny, Penny was a six-seven point guard. You know, in his prime, arguably the best point guard in the league. Another guy who had knee problems. Yeah, if, we, if he didn't have, if knee we problems, talking, man, he. Boy, yeah, he, not that I'm thinking. I'm thinking if we talking pickup, I can give y'all a whole different vibe that I think that a fit for a pickup basketball. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm thinking. I, I'm, I thought you were just asking like my all-time all-time starting five. But if you want to go, no, no, if no, y'all no, just no, want to go. We're talking just we're talking just a straight pickup. You can pick any pick NBA player. Oh, okay. I can give you a completely different starting five with that, man. I mean, just based off that. Because <laughs> I, I, I take out LeBron and put Julius Irvin. I, um, I take out um, Akeem Olajuwon and put, I mean, yeah, Akeem Olajuwon and put um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was a, was a hell of a pickup uh, ball player. And um, at the four... Who would be my four at the four at the four at the four? Damn, I had it. I had it in mind too. Um, ah, fuck. Who was my four? 
I know my two would be my yeah, my two was AI and my number one, who was my point guard? It wasn't I mean I I still go with Zeke. I go with Zeke and um, AI as my guard. Because Zeke played play street ball. Um damn who was my four? I had somebody that was it was a good one too, that was my four. He played street ball. But um yeah, I mean I could think of a whole different five if you want to go for street for street ball. Yeah, I'd take out uh LeBron and put Julius Irvin out there quick and just be clowning. <laughs> God damn, who was my four? I, I'm, it was like I had three right there at the tip of my head, at the tip of my tongue. I can't even think of the, of the four I had. But, yeah, I'll take out Tim Duncan. Def- yeah, definitely take out Tim Duncan. Yeah. Damn. Now I'm pissed now. Now I'm mad at myself. <laughs> Oh, man, you're listening to Dead End Sports. You are listening live to Dead End Sports. Make sure you catch us each and every Tuesday night right here on Blog Talk Radio. Um, let's jump to the next question. Let's jump back to the, uh, the football. Um, I-, I got into this debate with one of my boys the other day, and I'll, I'll start with you first, Ken. Which do you think is better to watch, college football on Saturdays or the NFL on Sunday, and why? Uh, NFL, man, um, because college football, unless it's a top ten matchup, most of the time it's not it's not competitive. You know, the thing about college football is that you're waiting for an upset, and it's, and they rarely happen. And if you don't, if you're not getting that, then you're not really being entertained. So I, I'll take I'll take the NFL all day. Okay, what about you, people? Man, I I prefer the professionals, man. They get paid for a reason. Okay, okay, okay. What about you, V? Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go college. Goddamn it! <laughs> Shit. Just because it's, it's like you all, you always you always expect the unexpected. It's always like just like some unknown shit that always happens every week, and you'd be like, "What the fuck? Like I did not see that coming, or I didn't see that happening." It's like the element of surprise with college. I mean, just college sports in general. I mean, so yeah, college football, it's like you always get that that element of surprise. You'd be like, wait a minute, this team... Like, like Duke beating University of Miami last week. It was like, what? Yeah. Like, that had people's mouth floor. Like, Duke football? I, I, I don't know if we're supposed to mention that. Uh, I don't know if we're supposed to mention that again, people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm just, giving, I'm just giving an example. I'm like, like, really? Like, what? So it's like crazy. Oh yeah, and my four guy I had for my street pickup was Carmelo Anthony. That was my four. Okay. But um, uh, yeah, it's like college football, man. It's like it's so. It's like what the hell is gonna happen, man? It's like this, I bet you this weekend is gonna be something crazy that you're gonna be like, oh damn, I did not see that shit coming. It's like it's so unpredictable. I mean, not seeing the NFL is unpredictable too, but it's like that element of surprise with college. It's like you think these ranked teams are gonna go out here and do this and do that, and then they all get popped. So, right. yeah, I'm just going to go college football. I don't want to be everybody's professional, so I'm college. That's my reason. You know what, B, man? I, I agree with you, man. I, that was my that was my whole argument, argument with my boy. Man, give me, give, me, um, give me college football. I think football on Saturdays are just better. I don't know if it's because of how the game is played. And like people said, they get paid for a reason. Don't get me wrong. I love the NFL. I love football. Yeah, but me too. Me too. It's something about it's particularly if you can watch it live, um, which I didn't specify. But if you can watch it live, that's even better because there's nothing like stepping on a college campus 
watching the game live, you know, watching everybody cheer for their alma mater or what have you. But it, it's just uh, it, it's a vibe, the whole vibe of college football. There's a certain level of, I don't want to say innocence because you're still paying. Um, <laughs> you're not supposed to get paid, but, you know, guys are getting paid a little money on this table. But it's, it's, college football is such a big business now. Um, it's a billion-dollar business, just like the NFL. But, um, yeah, man, give me, give me Saturday, man. Give me, I would, if, if, particularly if I can look at it live, hey, man, give me Auburn, Alabama, Auburn versus Alabama, or USC versus UCLA, Michigan versus Ohio State, uh, South Carolina versus Clemson. Give me those games any day of the week. So, you know, my school, South Carolina State against North Carolina A and T. Um, you know, Howard versus Kansas. Uh, you know, all the big rivalries in college, man, give me those any day. Football. Um, I don't even know. If it's, I mean, think about it. All of us have our favorite teams, but are there any like real? Rivalries, rivalries in football anymore. Not like how they used to be. I mean, I know like when we were smaller, you know, the Cowboys and Redskins were a big rivalry. But I mean, that's you know, it's not any rivalries anymore. College football, I think that's the thing that kind of college football and college basketball. That's the thing that kind of makes them makes them great is that they do have those rivalries. Yeah, you got but, that. Um, you know, the rivalry that's over like a hundred years tradition and stuff still going exactly. strong or whatever. Yeah, but the NBA has rivalries. The NBA has like real rivalries. Yeah, they did. come on, man. Boston and any team LeBron is on. No, they come ain't on, like for real. They, they, they ain't. They ain't like no. They ain't like the Miami Heat and the New York Knicks in the nineties. Nowhere near like that, dude. Nowhere near like yeah. that. Oh man, Le- LeBron versus Boston, regardless of the team he was on, no. that was a rivalry. No. Dude, dude, it, you no, know what people? It no, was, it no. was, but not to the, not to the degree of how it was when we were kids when it was. Boston versus exactly. LA. Only because but it's only because of the rule changes. The, the NBA was a different game back then. You can't be as physical now. That's, no, that's dude. These, these, them teams hated each other, dude. They they literally hated each other. I, I don't feel I, I don't feel that same hate. Come on, now. man. KG no. will never play on the same basketball team with LeBron James outside of an All Star game, man. Come on. For real? No, man. That's that's no. There ain't no rivalries in NBA right now. Man, you tripping? Man, you, you tripping? You just gave me one. You just gave me one example. What's some more rivalries? Uh, some more rivalries. Chicago, Miami. No. Oh, Why? Because oh, because are you because, because because Kirk Thomas pushed LeBron James to the ground. Oh, oh, <laughs> that, oh that's a rivalry now. Just because they be pushing you to the ground. That ain't no rivalry, man. Come on now. No. None. Ain't no rivalry. Yeah, I'm not like how it used to be. I mean, and, and, and B, you you grew up. I mean, you both you guys you grew up in Detroit. People in Chicago. So you remember the, the Bulls and and, and Pistons. Yeah. Rivalry. I mean, the rivalries yeah. aren't even like that anymore. I mean, I guess because no. you, know, you don't want guys out there fighting and shit. I'm saying, but no, nah, it, it's not even. Uh, now that was a rivalry. You know, they just. I mean, where you know Jordan ain't even. I mean, Isaiah and those guys walk off the court. They didn't want to shake hands. I mean, like. I mean, course, I mean, you, you know, you, you, you know what kind? Of, you know what? You know what? I don't like to see now that they that they do now. Like, like if like if a dude gets fouled or something, and if it's an opposite team, he gonna help him up. Like back in the, you know, back then, they used to help the other teammates up. They they just right. keep on keep on pushing. Like I hate I hate seeing that now. I hate seeing someone from the Clippers helping up someone from OKC. Like, oh my bad, you know, get up. Like man, fuck that. 
You're on the team. Fuck you. And, you know, you, you made me think about something else, and we only got a few minutes left right here on Dead End Sports. I'll, I'll jump to you first, Ken. Do you have a problem with guys being friends? You know, because I know people made much out of LeBron and Durant's friendship and, and, you know, how they became close after the playing together in Olympics. Do you have a problem with that? Yep. Um, I, I guess because just like what B said, and I, I'll, I'll be quick. It's just like what B said, man. We're 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 opponents, man. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I don't like for it, me man. To hear, yeah, for <laughs> me to hear about LeBron talking to Paul George and teaching him how to take care of himself, yeah, that's cool. But bro, Paul George is a problem. Why are you exactly. helping him out? Why are you giving him secrets and tips and tricks? Man, exactly. Look, man. No, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it either. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of that, and I don't know if it's the younger generation. What about you, people? Are you cool with that? I'm cool with people being friends off the court, but on the court, nah, nah. Like, you know, uh, B and and Ken can attest. Like, I don't care who you are. If you're not on my team, and we play, and we who says, nigga, you my enemy. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So man, don't come here with all that. Oh man, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm the same way, man. I just that friendship stuff, and I think, and you know, people used to criticize Jordan for it. Um, you know, Jeff Van Gundy in particular, he said Jordan was a con man. That Jordan would, you know, forge these friendships. And I don't know if he was talking about Pat Ewing and Barkley or not, but you know, he made it sound as if Jordan really wasn't those guys' friends, and that Jordan was really. You know, mentally kind of take the chance uh, just so that he could, you know, have his way against those guys when it came time to play. Um, right now, man, we get notification that we got 90 seconds left in the show. Man, the show flies by, man. We had a, we want to apologize. We had a couple of technical difficulties, um, but we're going to fix those as we go forward. Uh, we're looking to add video. We're doing different things right here on Dead End Sports, man. Make sure that you check out our website, deadendsports.com. Uh, check us out on Facebook. Um, if any parts of the show, you can catch the archives at blogtalkradio.com backslash dead end sports. Um, if you're on Twitter, hit us up on Twitter at dead end sports. Uh, hit us up individually uh, at CFO247, uh, at DZ430, uh, at KBINGE. You can also hit me up at 12 Kyle. Um, remember this show is being broadcast live each and every Tuesday night. Make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend. Get in on the air every Tuesday night, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, so for FIFO, for Ken, for BZ, I'm your host, Club Kyle. That's it for this week. We're going to holler at you guys next week. Peace. Peace. Peace out. Holla, holla, holla. <laughs>